<laughs> for like 20 minutes, dude. <laughs> Just like looking into like the void of like his own soul, man. It was ridiculous. It was really good. Seems intense. <laughs> dude, it was one of the most intense like raw, real moments I've ever seen. Yeah, seems about right for the guy. Yeah. <laughs> Matt, you ready? Uh, yeah, I think I am. Right. Good day! You are listening to a podcast, but this isn't just any podcast. Just any podcast couldn't do this. Or this. What the? This is the podcast. Starring the Ted... Starring the Ted... Star... The... Uh, starring the Ted Smith and Cobb. Ha-ha. The podcast starts... You better wear a helmet now. Woo! The podcast... Episode 229. What's up with your boy, D. Ted Smith? I'll be the host of this here podcast. The greatest podcast in all the land. All the land. Uh, to the left of me is always uh, always my good buddy, my burner buddy. He's always here unless he's somewhere in Southeast Asia on two wheels. Actually, he's to the right of me. He's right here. That's by the name of Cobb. Cobb, what's going on? Markets fell today as the Trump trade war continued to battle the commodity and manufacturing sectors. However, business is booming at the podcast. Shares spiked nearly 6% over the weekend and hit record highs as Cobb was found alive and in studio headed into a big summer meltdown weekend. Will Ted finally make Dolphin Girl his own? We'll find out at 630. <laughs> All right, back there on the wheels of steel. Getting the studio set up with nice mineral water, fresh strawberries. Looks yep. like we're at a festival right now. Matt Connor, the producer, MCTP. What's up, Matt? Hey, Ted. How you doing, man? Awesome. So I've had some traffic issues getting in here the last few weeks because it's summer. And today I left early enough that we were able to stop at Pike Place on the way in, my girlfriend and I. All right. And get this. Got fucking Poroshki. Like, two-minute line. All right. So, feeling good. <sighs> I had I've the opposite never- experience. Two hours and 20 minutes on my way in. Oh. Oh, <laughs> sorry. Yeah, I've had some bad weeks. Was- I just, I, you know, I see the excitement in your eye, but I have to tell you that if, uh, if you worked here during the day, you could take the secret tunnel, and over the Columbia Tower, there's, there's a Poroshki, Poroshki. Oh, no way. Same place? Same I've place. only had it up in Northgate. I've never had it at Pike Place because the line's always so Right, so the one at Pike Place, that's the original one. Yeah. That's like the one Bourdain featured years ago or whatever. But uh-huh. like, right, so it's pro- they used to have one on Capitol Hill and they have one in this building. Yeah. I didn't even know they had multiple locations. No, they have one in yeah. Northgate. Do they, they? Yeah, I think they remodeled it and moved it, though. Yeah, because last year at Bourbon and but, Bacon, they had a uh, men's room sausage inside their parochial. That was really good. Ooh. Yeah, they had a different oh. Uwe's one wrapped in it there. That's not the one I got. I, th- I got the bacon and hash one. How's your stomach feel? Awesome. All right. I love Proshi Proshi, but when I used to live down there in Belltown, I felt like every time I went and got one, like like an hour later, I was like, hmm. Gotta sit. I mean, it's a lot of butter and flaky stuff. Yeah. Is it uh, phyllo dough? That's I don't know. Kind of dough. I, I don't know. <laughs> Yeah, it's just delicious, and like I never have it because I don't go to Northgate a ton, and when I go to Pike Place, the line's usually like seventy people long. Yeah, so. that and Beechers. Yeah, yeah Beechers. Yeah, that and Beechers. It's like, oh, if I can, if there's no line, I'm down to eat there just because. My problem is always a goddamn line. Original Starbucks too. Obviously, I've never been mass, in there. Massive one. Never been in there. But, but the other thing is, like, uh, I mean, I just got spoiled when I lived in Belltown. It's like on sometimes on Sundays I'd wake up hungover and I would just go down to the market and like literally I would walk into that original Starbucks, no line, like get a coffee, go over to Beecher's, get some food. But I never, I don't know. But by like eleven, you had to get the hell out of there. Yeah. So I don't know. I was just excited because I've never eaten nice. that one. Well, yeah. it's a good thing you got here early because we started really late. And I was still, yeah, right. <laughs> and I was still here early <laughs> after stopping at Pike Place. Um, so yes, 
That's it's fine. so funny because right, Cobb had the complete opposite coming in from the east side. Yeah, totally. Also, save your emails. We know it's not actually the original Starbucks. We don't need to hear it. Oh God. <laughs> I guarantee you, like, three people are typing rapidly right now. Yeah, bacon, just stop it. Put it away, man. Stop it. <laughs> yeah, man, I hit apocalyptic traffic, but uh, it's all good. I'm here. I'm pumped. I'm pumped to be in studio. Pumped to be alive, you know? Yeah, everybody was worried about you. What happened to you last week? Uh, dude, I wish it was a, some cool, like, uh, incredible story of, you know, me triumphing over evil or something like that. But unfortunately... Some people are saying you were having sex on a paddleboard. Okay, well, you know, I, all right, I wasn't sure how much I wanted to go into my like final weekend in Austin, but okay, as a general question, general question, would you consider, okay, so there's, obviously you've heard the term threesome, right? Correct. At what, what is the tipping point where you stop saying a number and sum and you tip over into orgy? There's got to be another dude there. Yeah, Okay. He's like at the Wait, bunny so what, ranch. So, okay, so at the bunny ranch, I had a foursome because it was just me and three girls. Okay, but 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 if there would have been another dude in there, I think we're having an orgy. At five, what about four? F- that's Two what I'm saying. But if it's just me and five girls, that's still like a sixum or something. Like I think to term orgy. Okay, this is what I'm there has for. to be yeah. other people in the room having sex. Yeah, because you can't have that an. Sounds right. If there's just one dude, he's just super lucky and having a great day. <laughs> now you agree with that? Yeah, I think that's. Fa- I don't know exactly where you draw the numbers out. At if it's because like what if it's two couples being swingers, right? That's a good well, that's point. Kind of sort of do a swingers scenario. do it in the same room or do they go off in their separate Ooh, ways? Good question. I bet both happen. Depends. Okay. Yeah, but you're right. Right. If they, are they just swinging? But if they're if all four of them are having sex in a room, I feel like that's an orgy. I, I just, think I just get on board on with that, but yeah, because if it's just two couples, maybe or maybe it's swinging. Yeah, that might be an orgy. But I, definitely, if the people don't know each other that well. Yeah. How many people were in this room? What room? On Tuesday. It's a hypothetical, man. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> now, technically speaking, I was in an orgy, but it wasn't on Tuesday, if that's, if that's your definition. Um, but uh, no, on Tuesday, what happened? Oh, I was just sitting downstairs. Dude, so I knew that we had the podcast, and I'm used to it being at 6.30, right? Because that's when we record here in Seattle. So 6.30, I set all my stuff up. And, but I'm in Austin, obviously. Set all my stuff up, ready, kind of sitting there waiting. I'm like, oh, dude, of course, time difference, whatever. They're, they're doing their thing. So I go downstairs, make some food. My roommate's chilling down there. He starts making some food. You know, I eat dinner. We're chatting, like just BSing, whatever. And, like, my phone's upstairs, silent. His phone's on silent. And so, like, maybe, like, three, four hours later. So what was it, like 8.30 when I called you guys? Yeah. Yeah, okay. So, <laughs> yeah, so four hours later, uh, I go upstairs. My phone's been blown up. He's like, dude. His phone's been blown up because obviously our mutual friend uh, Rowan, who lives down there, was reaching out. And right, so, I called Rowan. I was like, "Dude, like I, I thought about it after the cast." I was mad. I texted Rowan. I was in the bathroom. We're gonna find out where this guy is. Yeah, for real. Well, dude, I, actually, good looking out, man. Like I didn't think about that, but yeah, it's the first podcast I've missed in what, like four or five years. Yeah. Well, plus it's just you. That's what I was saying. Like if it had been me, you'd been like, "Ah, he's sleeping it off or something." <laughs> <laughs> right? But it's you, off. right? So it's like. Where the hell is that guy? We were concerned. Like, yeah. I think yeah. when you listen back to it, you can just hear us like trying to do a show and being like, where the fuck is Cobb? What is going on? So, Well, we all make mistakes. Fun. Sorry to everybody and you guys, but here we are. Hey, man, don't apologize to me. Apologize to the kids <laughs> that are still listening after we define what an orgy is. Sorry, kids. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right. Uh, a couple personal notes. Number one. We got some V Podcast stickers. Oh, what? hell no. Yeah. Oh, holy. What? what? <laughs> That's dope, man. Shout out, to, uh, 
Christopher Walken for getting those. Oh, oh dude, no thank way. you. Those are dope. Yeah, man. I know exactly where I'm going to put my first one, too, on my suitcase. They nice. like They put this – well, actually, it's a whole it ordeal, but yeah. All Definitely right. going on my Tight. suitcase. So we got those stickers. Those are pretty cool. <clears throat> we'll have to bring some. We'll have to start posting them up around the city. Yes. Uh, so here's another funny story. Saturday, right, the men's room has this whole contest. You can win the best seats in the house. You go down to the Seafair Parade and sit with us. And like last year, I, I, took, I took my mom and took Joe with us. Oh, yeah. You were saying it was awesome last it's ridiculous. year. Ridiculous. Shout out to Albert Lee Appliance and Alfresco Grills. So this year, it's the entire men's room. So uh, it's just going to be one listener, and they brought like three guests, right? So we go down there. Also, shout out to Tim that was doing all the cooking. He cooked a prime rib. Like he, the man is amazing. Last year was steak, and he's like, "I made a prime rib for you this year." I was like, "God damn it, Tim, you the man!" Uh, so we're walking down there, and right as we get this past, is for the torchlight parade, right? For the torchlight parade, excuse me, yeah. Uh, so right as we get down, the, as we're walking down there, right in front of Joe's building, right. So right there on Fifth Avenue, the parade's on Fourth. So I've done this before. We're gonna walk down Fifth. We're not gonna see the traffic. So there's 20 cops, like 10 sitting on one side of this sidewalk, 10 sitting on the other, right, and they're just kind of sitting there and chilling on Fifth. Yeah. Right in front of Joe's building. You know what I'm talking about. Yep. Yeah. Right before the Benihana. By the IBM building for people who care. So uh, I'm leading the charge. I'm walking through. And again, like, Thrill's pretty recognizable. There's not a the ton of black people here. Especially tall ones. Right. So as we walk by, I don't even hear. But you just, one of the cops is like, Man, is that Ted Smith? <laughs> <laughs> my call, nice. I just hear my call going, that is Ted Smith. You didn't recognize anybody else? <laughs> they didn't say a word. Nice. That's hella funny. Yeah. I thought that was pretty good. I was like, thanks, officer. Dude, I have a, uh, a story. It's not very funny, but about um, you were talking about like how it, it was prime seating or whatever at the uh, festival. How about this? So I go to get on, I flew back yesterday from Austin. I go to get on the, or I go to check my bags, and the woman's like super flustered, whatever. And you know how like everyone's always like really mean to the tellers? Or not the tellers, but like the, the oh, flight yeah. attendants. What are those people called? Uh, desk agents. Yeah, the desk agents. Right. So everyone's like, so she's super flustered. You can tell she's like on the not not quite on the edge of tears, but like it's getting to her. And I'm like, hey, what's up? You know, like how's your day going? Da, da, da. She's like stressful, and she's like not even making eye contact with me. So I'm like, okay, cool. Well, here's my bags, whatever. And I had paid for a bag, but I booked through this other service, so she was having trouble finding it. And I was like. She was like, what? Like, I don't have time. I'm just going to check them. I'm not going to charge you. It's like, okay, cool. Thanks. And like, she was like almost getting more and more aggravated. I was like, hey, just so you know, you know, like we all appreciate it. I know you're hustling back there and like everyone in line appreciates you moving fast to get them on the plane. Cause that's why she was saying, I was like, hey, take your time. And she's like, I can't, I got to get everyone on before this plane leaves. And I was like, okay, cool. So anyway, I was like, everybody, you know, we all appreciate you. And uh, because my bags had been free, you know, saved like 90 bucks. I was just like, I took a 10 out of my wallet and just, I was like, I don't know if you guys are allowed to take tips or not, but just, you know, if this blows over onto you, whatever happens, uh, I'm going to just leave it there. Right. So she kind of like doesn't really glance up and just like, you know, still kind of in her zone. I was like, okay, cool. Well, whatever. Like at least I did my part. So I walk away from the taking counter. I go get on the plane. And as I'm getting on the plane, um, I take like two steps down the uh, little um, breezeway. Jetway. Jetway. Thank you. And I have my scooter helmet in my hand. And for people who don't know, it's a big kangaroo helmet. So the guy goes, wait, hold up. And I'm like, ah, didn't do it. Don't go nice. And uh, I'm like, dude, they're going to make me pay for my scooter helmet now. I'm like, I'll just wear it. Like, screw them. I'm going to wear this thing the whole way. I don't care. I'm not paying 50 bucks for it. So he, he's <laughs> like, uh, hey, man, uh, your seat's been moved. And I'm like, okay, whatever. What's my new seat? And he's like, um, you're in this one. Da, 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 da. And he's like, uh, that's the exit row. I was like, 
okay. So I walk down the jetway, get on the plane, and I have not one row, but two rows to myself completely for the flight back. I was like, oh, hell yeah, desk agent. Thank you. So she swapped it after I walked away. Yeah, yeah, sometimes awesome, they can be man. super nice. Yeah, it wasn't even on my ticket. Like, yeah, it was, it was dope, dude. Very even, cool. Even when but, I just flew back from uh, from DC in February, like I just kind of made a. I was talking with a lady, just chatting her up, you know, mm-hmm. like we do. Plus, I just was at the airport super early, so I was like just standing there, and I was like, oh, right. blah blah blah. Then I was like, hey, can we be careful with that luggage? It's got my mom's chicken salad in there. And she goes. Mom's chicken salad? I go, yeah. So she starts throwing fragile stuff <laughs> Like the other day I was looking at my suitcase, so it has like a tag that says fragile on it. Dude, that's what I was talking about for my, um, <laughs> why I was saying I know where the podcast sticker would go, because I have this bag that's like a big, clean plastic face, like a black plastic, and they put a giant like sticker of some sort on there at one point, and just like, it's all just adhesive now. Like I tried forever to uh, scrape. I was right, like the first time I flew with it too, right? Like brand new Christmas present suitcase, like boom, they just plastered it on. <laughs> there so i've been thinking i'm gonna do a whole like side of it that's just all stickers so that's gonna be the first one so cool. yeah thanks for sending those in nice <laughs> uh you are back up here uh you got some time off we're all obviously going to a festival together what? so here's part of my thing the other day we were talking about doing stuff it's four days but like i also take a couple days off on the on the back side because like part of my vacation is i kind of want to sit around and do nothing yeah it's like I don't know. Where are you guys on that? Like, Matt, I, like, you you strike me as more an adventure person, but, like, I don't know. You're like Taryn. I don't know when you stop or when you actually sleep. You mean afterwards? Yeah. Afterwards, my schedule is kind of brutal, but I have Monday off at the gym. All right. So I'll rest Monday, and then I'll come right here. Well, not just that, but I'm then... saying in general. Do you think you'd rather do vacations that are, like, all adventure or, like, some days chilling or... Well, like, I just did a vacation this weekend. I mean, we'll get to more and what's Matt name, but I did both. It was, like, adventure and chilling and, you know, having a good time. But that was only a one-day trip. That's a weekend trip. Yeah. Don't call that a vacation, man. Okay. Well, <laughs> I guess we adventured out of Amsterdam, you know, out to the Tulip Gardens, and that All really right. was an adventure. You know, you're navigating in a land where English isn't the fir- main language. It's There's a lot of it there, but when you get out towards Kuchenhof, it's, you know, you're navigating a bunch, like, three different types of public transportation to get an hour outside of town to go look at some tulips like what the hell it was it was wild so get getting in and out of that yeah i like some adventure um but i also like to relax occasionally yeah like i remember when i was a kid uh like we just go to you go to the beach for like a week but like you know, a lot of the beach is kind of chilling you just go down to the beach and chill on the beach and then get back to the place when we went to so this dinner is prior to the beach week era Right. No, I'm saying with yeah, with my family. Yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah, I beach mean, week I'm, is completely. But different. is this a similar beach? Same beach? Or oh yeah, Ocean Maryland? City. Okay, Ocean City. Cool. Uh, there's adventures you can do this weekend that I'm not doing. You know, like those excursions or whatever. Yeah, I'm just saying. Like some people I've noticed, like they if they take a six day vacation, like the whole week is packed. Yeah, they're running around climbing mountains, whatever. For me, yeah. I need at least one recovery day at the end. Like, you know, I love to do cheat day and just like lay around my house, my underwear, eat pizza, candy. Right. I need that before I can be like, okay, and transition back to workflow. So whatever the vacation was, however many rest days or non-rest days or whatever, like if I fly or like just come in after a long like bender or something, like I need one day and then I'm good. That's Monday for me this week. Yeah. Are we doing the cast on Tuesday? That's a negative. I'm I have Tuesday off. Perfect. Yeah. I don't think we've ever done one right after, have we? I think I'll be back for the third week and fourth week, too. So, so I don't think so, because I, I, I used to... No. Yeah, I don't think we do it. Yeah, I don't think we do it. One year after, after the hockey trip, I had to work that Monday, and that sucked. 
So how many days are you taking off? Monday and Tuesday. Okay, nice. Yeah. Can, can I plug my appearance on King 5 next Tuesday? Go ahead. When this comes out? Yeah. I, that, I'll be on New Day Northwest at like 11, doing a fitness segment for a few minutes, so... I'll be uh, sitting at home smoking weed watching you. Keep an eye out for that. <laughs> it will be online, too. I'm sure I'll share that and stuff. But, uh, yeah, pretty pumped about that. It was going to be today, but it got pushed back. So, you now I'm doing it the Tuesday after Meltdown, which I think will be cool. Uh, you know, I'll have Monday to re- recover. And then... Um, Are you going on there as, as, like, Matt from the radio that also does fitness? Or Matt both. from the gym I think that both. also does radio? I don't know, both. I Dude, that's tight, I, man. That'll be I'm awesome. I'm going on, on as me, and I do both. So, But I'll be talking about fitness. But, you know, I talk about fitness on the my blog, KISW.com. Like, You're going to wear you know, sleeves. Yeah. Yeah, I got a polo I'll be wearing. All right. Kind of like an athletic one, like golf. But it's soft. It's comfortable. So I'll be I'll be relaxing. And, uh, yeah, Josh is going to be on with me. I'm just doing, picturing Ted with, like, a big slice of pizza smoking weed. He's like, ah, go get him, Matt. <laughs> <laughs> Right, all that Tuesday. That's straight yeah. recovery mode. <laughs> Dude, I mean, Maybe I'll throw that in. Don't forget, recovery is important, too. <laughs> yeah. This sounds kind of pathetic, because today, as we tape this, it's July 31st. But like, the other day, somebody was like, or today, right? And uh, granted, I had just eaten my lunch. So, what, but somebody came by with, like, extra pizza. Like, you want some pizza? And I was like, nah, man, I'm good. And then I was like, you know, truthfully, I haven't had pizza since July 2nd. <laughs> <laughs> Which isn't that crazy of a time, but for wow. me. Wow. Right? If people wow. know me, that's a long time. <laughs> that's a long time, and it's hilarious that you know the date. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That probably doesn't sound the best. That's <laughs> awesome. You know, I can't believe nobody called me out on that. They were just like, oh, really? Hard. Nobody brought that up yet? <laughs> probably when I left, they were like, why does he know the date of the last time he had a piece of pizza? And it's like the movie, that like, was 29 uh, days ago. <laughs> yeah. It's like Castaway. You're like scratching little marks into your door frame, like 17. He's <laughs> 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 like, that's going to eat in a secure deposit, man. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so probably my point is there's gonna be some pizza involved. Probably, and you're right. Probably cold slice of pizza when Matt's doing that exercise, <laughs> dude. So what's a, a, you moved? What's your go-to at your new spot? Still on that Pagliacci game or something else? Uh, well, Dino's is delicious. Is Dino's the giant ones you got for your Christmas or your uh, no, birthday party? No, Italian family style pizza. Okay, Dino's is right on the corner of literally of Denny and Olive, and it's I guess the people that did Delancey. Oh, I know. They t- put they put a Monty out of business. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, is Amonti gone now? Yeah. Yeah, it's going to be a weed shop. It's going to be a weed shop? That's affirmative, sir. Is that more than, I guess, I don't care if it's a thousand feet from a park. Nice. Shout out to the new dockside in Ballard. I just got a dope new weed shop in in my neighborhood, too. Uh, Dino's is great, right? But, like, they. It's going to be like a pizza shop across the street from a weed shop. Yeah. Dino's, honestly, might be the best pizza, I think, in the city right now. Wow. They have a square grandma pizza that's like, like. It's perfect, man. So me and Migs have gone in there a couple times. Plus, it's like, huh. I mean, it, don't get me wrong. That is an expensive pizza. Just want to put that out there. But you can go in there and get slices, too. And then uh, they have, like, the red lights. I mean, it looks like an East Coast pizzeria. What's a slice, run? Just so we have an idea. Uh, I'm not positive because last time we were in there, I had a few beverages. And I think Steve was just like, oh, I got it, man. <laughs> How big are the slices? I mean, the grandma slice is square, but it's legit that big. Okay. Because, like, when you get a large one, it's just eight huge slices. Whoa. And I'm okay. always pumped to hear about good East Coast-style pizza. 
Wait till you drive up with Ted's with talking AC. with his hands right now. Ask AC. I had AC over a few months ago. We had this pizza. Nice. I think he'll vouch for it. Oh, dude, and he was a pizza delivery guy for uh, Pagliacci for a long time. So, like, if honestly, he's my go-to pizza expert. Like, anytime huh. we order, he always does the order. Yeah, don't get me wrong. I, I still love, love Pagliacci. Still my girl. And those, and the last one I had on the second had those Walla Walla sweets on it. Oof. I was just uh, <laughs> thinking about how much I would love like. Just, just I just love the way AC breaks things down, and I would love to hear him break down pizza for me. Oh yeah, pizza talk with AC Gaming. <laughs> yeah, it's it's pretty good. Get some time well, for that this weekend. That was the thing. We got the pizza right, and then he was like, he kind of was like, oh, it tastes like this or that, and I was like, really? Like, all right. And then like a couple pieces in, he's like, all right, I see what you're saying now. Okay. Uh, so Dino's is the new spot. Dang. All right. Cool. Yeah. Man, I love a good East Coast pizza. With that said, that that would you know. Probably going to be Pagliacci. That's generally tradition. I mean, from back in 2011, move. that was like the first thing I <laughs> said. It's still that not Sunday. very far from you. No. But not as close as Dino's. No, not at all. But, but if I order Pagliacci, I don't know. I, yeah, Obviously, it's a bad habit, but like like going to Dino's is fun, but there's something nice about ordering a pizza to your home. Oh, definitely. Yeah. That salad and just like, mm. Mm-hmm. And you get, and so you do use Pagliacci's for that is what you're saying. Yes, correct. Gotcha. I can't do... I don't know. I don't want to call anybody out. There's some places I think I might be over. Yeah, I feel that. Yeah, the old uh, the older I get, the stomach does not respond well that following that following morning. It's good to notice things, <laughs> right? Uh, all right, we got way off track there. I don't know about per the, usual. For usual, for the course, dude. Yeah. <laughs> you guys like to I'll relax. Do you like adventure? <laughs> Do you like adventures? <laughs> uh, I like adventures that end in pizza. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Sign of a good time. I had a Fucking pizza ice cream cone this weekend. I don't even know what that is. Wait means. a minute, wait a minute. Yeah. I, this is the cone that's like dough and it's all pizza, right? So, yeah, it's uh, the crust is the cone and then it's just like filled with melted cheese and pepperoni. And then is there ice cream? No, oh, no, it's, it's just, just shaped like an ice shaped cream cone. It's shaped like an ice cream cone, but it's just pizza. Yeah. Matt, you laugh, but you were eating burgers with donut sandwiches. So I, don't, I never yeah. know with you. I have to ask the hard questions. No, that's fair. That's fair. I've. I've earned that but it was uh yeah it's just like crust wrapped up as the cone with uh cheese and pepperoni so it's like a pizza roll kind of um, it was shaped like a, a cone more like pizza rolls are small this was like two slices of pizza it's not wrong that sounds pretty bomb in theory it's kind of like a giant pizza roll kind of yeah but more torpedo shaped or no no like, like an ice cream so it's like you yeah. hold it like an ice cream cone yeah then? yeah we wow. held it like how an does ice it cream not cone? trip out the bottom it's all solid on the bottom. Wow. The solid had got like the crust how got a little it? harder, a little thicker. It was really good. All it right. Was, like, I mean, yeah. How, yeah, better be it was, hot. It as was well. really yeah, hot. No kidding, right? That that's another fair warning. If you go to Dino's and order a whole pie, be careful. Like I, my hair is standing up right now. Last time me and Steve got a whole pie. I mean, I burnt the shit out of my mouth. It's yeah. gonna be hot. Yeah, it'll be warm, dude. Yeah. And that's the Eat thing slow. with pizza too. Like you never like when it's hot, like. You're always like kind of like trying to eat it, but trying to wait. And like, I never wait. I always burn the hell out of my mouth. Yeah. And, and I'm so used to like getting delivery pizza. It's already cooled off. I, that, like, that's the yeah. first time I've been sitting Good in a point. pizzeria when they like slid it down. Yeah, it was, when like, it's fresh out of the oven. <sighs> <sighs> you know when you eat like I that didn't little taste hanging? anything for three days. Yes. Yes. And like the next morning trying to eat, it's like, like oh, right God. inside the top yes. two teeth. Yeah. I mean, yeah. it's the best Ugh. pizza in the city, but it is so hot. Have you guys experienced? Do you yeah. guys ever eat Captain Crunch? You know what? Yeah. It has a similar I effect. don't. Yeah, it, it, it like chews exactly up the top of your mouth, about. too. It sucks. I feel like salt and vinegar chips can do that. Yeah, I've never been a big salt and vinegar guy. I've just started liking them in the last, like, maybe year or so. But I've never, like, I haven't gone ham on a bag yet. 
Yeah, I had open to, to it. I had to stop eating Captain Crunch because it did that. Like, yeah. I, it was one of my favorite cereals, but eventually you just got to grow up. They have a Captain Crunch uh, with blueberry with um, Crunch Berries Slurpee right now. What? Yeah, and it tastes like horrifically exactly like it. It was not good. You it tastes like, if you, like if you let the Crunch Berries sit in milk for like six hours, and then you drink it. That's what it tastes like. Is that good or bad? No, it's not good. It's a little intense. Well, you live in the land of 7-Eleven. Yeah. What do you mean? 7-Eleven started in Texas. Texas originally. Yeah, another one by like some Japanese company, I think. Did you know I live closer to a 7-Eleven now than I did at the barracks? Is that even possible? Oh, yeah. (laughs) Wait. Wait, which... Do you guys live by the 7-Eleven on Market? No. Oh, because my friend... What? On 24th. Oh, 24th, okay. Yeah, there's another one. Yeah, yeah. And it's... A bunch of my friends live kitty corner from the one on Market. That's why I was wondering. Oh, okay. Like, you know my buddy Hank. Oh, he does? Carl. Yeah. That's... Really? That's where they live right now? Yeah. Cool. Does anybody buy gas at that expensive-ass gas station down the street from your house? For, like, old cars and stuff. All right. It's, it's, it seemed like he put prices up there that nobody was going to pay. It's for those, like, old-school cars that, yeah, they're trying to keep running, and they got to pay pre- super premium, and I guess there's some difference in it. Huh. But they're able to stay open. It's yeah, but like I, a, when I went by, it seemed like his best. a landmark. He was just selling, like, it was like a flea market out there. The pumps weren't even open. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Pretty cool little piece of character. All right, all right, all right. Uh, Cobb, want to read some emails? Oh, I thought we were going to. Okay. thought we were going to go down what? Well, I just, you know, I know you don't want to talk about Meltdown a lot, but I would just, oh, I'm just interested right, to hear right. a little bit of your thoughts on it. It's this weekend, you know. I'm excited. Matt's excited. Talk me through it. What's going through your mind at a time like this on a day like today? I, I don't know. You ready for the big dance? You yeah, scared? I'm, I'm excited. excited. I'm just ready to go. Like, sorry, <laughs> I feel like I've talked this motherfucker to death. Yeah. And then I know tomorrow on the Megacast, Steve, what's, like me and Steve spent half an hour this morning talking about All right, this. cool. We'll I talked it. to Taryn. Like, I got up at 7.30 today, went to the gym, and like, I was already texting Taryn before she got up today. I mean, if you have <laughs> thoughts, give them out. I'm just saying, <laughs> like, I, I don't know. What's up, boys? Can't wait to see the bad boys this summer at Meltdown. I just bought my <laughs> tickets for Meltdown. <laughs> I caught up a little bit with Matt at the Bill Burr Show, and uh, I've had a lot of positive things happen in my life recently, being diligent the past few months. Nice. Diligent. And I'm going to be living on my own soon, and by this time next year, I'll be living in Texas. So, Cobb, I'll be emailing you on things to do in Austin eventually. I look forward to hopefully handing out mixtapes at Meltdown kicking it, and kicking it old school. Uh, keep up with the best podcast in all the land. All, all the, the land. land. Your boy, Mo- Moose. My, uh, what? Okay. Yeah, we'll just go with Moose. <sighs> cool, um, yeah. Yeah, word, man. Hit me up. Uh, Moose Austin's was there last year, right? Yeah, that's where I met him first yeah. time. Then I All saw right. him at Bill Burr. He's lost a bunch of weight and is doing good. No I kidding. was I was yeah. having trouble a boy. tying. Oh, yeah. Dude, I remember talking to Moose, actually. Yeah. Okay. He word. had, like, the shoulder thing. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's, like, okay. Who? There's two. I'll ask you guys off cast. Greetings to the best podcast in all the land. All, all the, the land. land. That state-sized amount of plastic in the Pacific Ocean wasn't found as a con- – uh, I've never known how to say this word – contiguous island, um, like continual or whatever. Um, contigu- yeah, I don't know how to say contiguous? it. Contiguous? I don't know. It's because it also has U-O-U-S. Conti- contiguous? Yeah. That's the thing is that's like phonetically you know, how you'd go, but I don't know how to say it. Uh-huh. Um, island, but mostly as little bits of plastic consumed by fish and ocean life. Uh, how that will affect the ecosystem is unknown, but we do know it's already hurting the reproductive cycles of many species. It's even worse than most assume. When I went to Hawaii, my girlfriend and I... <laughs> Damn it. When I went to Hawaii, my girlfriend and I hiked a couple miles uh, up to the Punch Bowl. It's a burial ground for Pacific veterans uh, in the bowl of a dead volcano overlooking Honolulu. It was gorgeous and somber. Oh, I would sleep there for a grand. Best. 
Noble. Oh, yes. We were yeah, I was about wondering how he was going to tie that all back in. Yeah. yeah. That, that's actually a really good email. <laughs> um, to the greatest podcast in all the land. All, all the, the land. land. Since I'm no longer a first-time email emailer, I thought I'd go ahead and respond to a cop topic for the first time, too. And I am one of your longtime listeners. I vaguely remember the pre-podcast days when Ted was just talking about starting one and some trial op- episodes I don't think you guys ever aired. Nice. <laughs> so, yes, absolutely. Camping in a cemetery would be no problem. I love camping. On the other hand, I don't think you could pay me enough to sleep in a coffin in the ground. And I want to be uh, composted when I die. There's a really good book by Mary Roach called Stiff, The Curious Li- Life of Human Cadavers. It talks about alternative methods to burial or cremation. I like the idea of going back to the earth uh, and cemeteries full of trees rather than headstones. Me too. I was just uh, telling my girlfriend about that this weekend. About that book? No, about that, like the, being planted as a tree, like in an urn. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, awesome. The book also okay. talks about the actual moment <clears throat> when you die, which is sort of something the men's room was talking about the other day. Uh, is it when your heart stops or your brain stops? Apparently, there has been some experimentation to see how long people and animals would survive after decapitation in order to test different theories. It's a bit more, more morbid, but super interesting. Love you guys. Huh. XOXO, Dom. Huh. Yeah, right. So, like, if, the, if you cut the head off and the body's still running around, like, is that, is that just your body going through the motions of stuff? Like, it's not, to me, that's not still a person. It's just your nervous system, like, yeah. running like through reacting. its last few cycles of habit. Well, yeah, so I think the research you're talking about was the the in World War II, the Japanese were doing a bunch of research with like cutting off limbs, reattaching them on the other side, um, things like yeah, cutting off the head and seeing how long. And the U.S. actually ended up not prosecuting those people for war crimes because they wanted the information for the U.S. Biological um, Warfare Department, or whatever the actual name of that is, I don't know, but for you know making chemical weapons because they did a bunch of research with that, with how long it takes people to die by hypothermia, stuff like that. And so, yeah, I would say. I would go – I think it's when your heart stops rather than when your brain stops. If I had to – because they always – like, you know, they say, like, the that the, the stomach is the second brain. And, like, I don't think our brains are all um, – I don't think all of our thinking is necessarily just done in the brain. If you have to pick one. I mean, obviously, like, they're, they're happening pretty close together. But Yeah, it's weird, too, because there was uh, – I read a story just a couple months ago about somebody was in a coma. And he was like, you know, so it appeared that he was brain dead, but he was like, I heard everything. Like, yeah, I heard conversations. Like, he like, can you imagine hearing your family talk about pulling the plug, but like, you can't physically do a thing about it? I'd be like, yeah, pull that shit. <laughs> <laughs> like, you just lay in there and you, like, all you can do is like nothing. You just, you know, what if you have an itch or something? I mean, it'd be uh, a nightmare. Some people have that when they wake up for like an hour or two, they'll be able to like think, but not move their limbs. What? Yeah, it's pretty crazy. So there's like a couple, um, uh, what's it called? Like, uh, I don't want to say therapy methods. There's a couple like techniques that they're taught to get out of that. But yeah, it happens. Whoa. There's a name for it. I was just reading about it like two, three weeks ago. Um, if anyone knows, feel free to email us. But it's, yeah, it's basically like when when you're dreaming and then you wake up, but you're, you're there's some sort of paralysis where you can't move for a bit. Sometimes it's a minute. Sometimes it's up to like two, three hours. And it sounds pretty scary. Whoa. Sometimes I wonder if it wasn't for urination, would I get up? In the middle of the night or at all? I just mean like, like sometimes like, you know what I mean? Even before like, like it's like, all right, I got to get up. I got to pee. Do you take a pee every night? Yes. Yeah, me too. And I was thinking about like, would it be really disgusting to have like, so basically like the plumbing runs into your house. Like if you just had like some sort of a small, like 
I don't know, two-liter-sized porcelain bowl that went down into the plumbing, but then you had like a cover for it, like a screw on top or something, so you could just roll over, take a piss, and roll back over. Because like I drink. Is that crossing a line? I mean, I think it is, but yeah, like whenever I go to bed, like it's always like it's almost like a little kid. Like, should we pee one more time? (laughs) Are we just gonna have to get up in like twenty minutes and pee? Yeah. (laughs) Or or if we fall asleep, we're gonna go. Are we gonna be up in an hour? Gotta get that prostate checked out, Ted. Right. (laughs) (laughs) We'll find a sexy nurse at Meltdown to do it for you. Well, the other problem is I drink my bulk of liquid like in the afternoon. Mm. Right. It's like I wake up and pee, and then you know, but it's like from like. Four o'clock on, I feel like I'm peeing the most, right? Because I drink, you know, I drink water during the show and this and that. Yeah, yeah. I got you. Now, what do you think? Is it I, weird or no? To get to put the plumbing hole like next to your bed, some sort and, of. I mean, it could be whatever device you I think mean, would serve the purpose if, the best. If it's somebody like you who's like you know super successful bachelor type that has his own place, you know, in a few years, like yeah, <laughs> totally. You know, if you find a chick to settle down with. You're probably not going to go for that. Dude, but I think it'd be awesome. You saying I, that? I, I see yeah. the utility in it. Just reminded me, like I like, I don't know that there's a good term for like you know when you just like sleep next to someone but you don't sleep with them, you know, like you don't have sex with them, you know. So like I like slept next to this girl um, who is a psychologist in like Fremont. No, was that in Wallingford or Fremont? I don't know. I went on. A, she was like in school for psychology, or whatever, and she had a urinal in her closet. What? A urinal, mind you. She lived in the bottom of a house in Wallingford. And so she had like, it was just like the basement kind of that had been sort of separated. Uh-huh. And she had like, not a walk-in closet, but like just a closet where your clothes are hanging up. And you could part the clo- part the clothes and basically pee into the wall. She didn't put it there. It was she just didn't. The- no, it was there. The homeowners. Whoa. I think, Did she let you use it? Else. I don't remember if I used it or not. That was probably like se- six or seven years ago. Oh, Wow. I know I wanted to. I would have to. totally asked to. Yeah, I don't yeah, know. Yeah, I would have had to pee in there. Like, look, but then, like, she's just sitting right there, you know, like next to you. Don't care. <laughs> yeah, if I remember correctly, I think there was like a little kitchenette bar thing down there. Maybe that's like part, it was part of that. It's some harebrained scheme. I don't know. I'll cover just a couple of the many great topics brought up by the greatest podcast in all the land. All, all the, the land. land. <laughs> I think we know who this Buckle is. Buckle up. Uh, I liked Ted's observation about water and how it's a giver of life, as well as the comments he got on it. I don't know about you, but I do find it very interesting when people think you have to be on some sort of mind-altering substance to have a profound observation. It says a lot more about them than it does you. Keep going, Thank Ted. Thank you. You're doing real good in the world. Exclamation point. Cop topic. <laughs> uh, I'd have no problem sleeping Thank in you. the cemetery with a six-pack of space dust. Only caveat, if someone actually does it, bring warm clothes and a thermal wrap. Cemeteries get very cold at night. Get that competition smoker, Ted. Bacon. <laughs> <laughs> P.S. I'll make the case for plastic once I gather my thoughts. Check your email, Matt. <laughs> Those funny. are good, succinct bullet points right yeah, there. Yeah, he's on it. We got time for Six one more? Six-pack of space dust. That'll get, it, that'll get it done. Yeah, we're good. For real. Yeah, that stuff's heavy, man. That's, I don't know if I could even drink six of those. I like it, but... Yeah, do, do you think you could do six of those? Well, yeah. <laughs> A whole but night? I'd be wasted, but yeah. yeah. Okay, that's fair. But usually my limit on, on those, like especially space dust, is two to three. <laughs> usually. Well, you usually don't sleep in cemeteries. Yeah. But I'm just saying, like, I don't, those IPAs are so strong. Like, they're strong and they're so hoppy. Like, I could go home on a weeknight and drink a six pack of Miller Lite and be fine. If I drink four IPAs, like, the next day, I'm like, God, like, I feel yeah, awful. They're intense. Yeah. But that said, you know, you're going to see me in the beer garden at some point and be like, dude, I got an IPA. I'm trying to get drunk. <laughs> God, get this space dust. Yeah, man. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> 
Shout out to the greatest podcast in all the land. All the land. Last time I wrote in, it was 2015, and the year of the hustle was in full swing. Oh, nice. Wow. I talked about trying to find work and expatriate to Germany. Well, here we are now in 2018, the year of diligence. And by the time you read this, I'll be living just outside of Frankfurt, Germany, starting my new job. Huh. Woo, dude, hell yeah. Nice. To say the least, it's been one of the biggest decisions of my life, and there have been many ups and downs in this journey. Looking forward to hearing more from you boys from the other side of the pond. Auf Wiedersehen. Oh, nice. Wow. That's super cool. Dude, that's awesome, man. He made from? a goal three years ago and made it happen. Well, so it's tough to tell if he put his name or not because it's in uh, gray down here. See what I'm saying? So, you know. Yeah. But, yeah, dude, that's that's awesome, man. Yeah, Especially that's to set a goal cool. three years out and make it happen, that's yeah. hard, man. That's, like, to stay the course for that long. Yeah, that's out. kind of what uh, I haven't sat down and done it yet, but the Jordan Peterson has the self authoring suite where you kind of like. Mm-hmm. I did part you, of it. You did? It's pretty good. Okay. Actually, dude, I might have. I think when you buy it, you get two. Yeah, you two. get two. I have if another I have another one, one, you can. I already, I already got oh, okay. it. And so I just, yeah, I haven't. When I sit down to write, I, do, I write other things. I have, a lot, I have a lot of writing projects, a lot of irons in the writing fire. And, um, but, yeah, it's, it talks about, like, three to five years is that optimal, mm-hmm. like, goal-setting range. But so to make it happen like that is just super cool to hear because, yeah, it's fun to set goals and crush them. And yeah. Hey, it living in Germany. Off. Yeah. Dude, yeah, I want to go awesome. to Germany. So let's see how long he's out there Yeah, for. I was just talking to somebody about um, apparently act. I guess this might be counterintuitive, or like this might be a, a given, but apparently Oktoberfest is still really, really awesome despite all the tourists. Where like I, I guess for some reason I was under the impression that it had just been like overrun. No, apparently it's still rad. So I really want to go to that at some point. I mean, yeah, I think our only reference point is like Oktoberfest, like in Leavenworth or like it's a Leavenworth. or like I love Oktoberfest in Leavenworth. Right, but like that got the, overrun. Yeah, the so type of people they expanded gonna... to four weekends. <laughs> I think the type of people that are going to make their way to Germany for that, like, yeah, there may be a lot of them, but I think they're probably going to be pretty cool people. Like, when you go to the the more... There's a filtering effect. Yeah, exactly. Burning Man is the same thing. Right. It's like you don't end up out there by accident. Right. So... Right. That's what I would think. Yeah. But with that said, you know, it's like I was saying a couple weeks ago, I always made fun of people that go to Capitol Hill block parties. Like, they're not earning it. And I got a VIP wristband, and I went and had a blast. Things happen. Happen. <laughs> uh, was that the last email? Uh, yeah. All right. Hey, hey what's good? What's mad? Uh, before we get to what's mad, hey, what's good? What's mad? Check out what's mad. Hey, what's good? What's mad? Uh, before we get to what's mad, hey, what's good? What's mad? Check out what's mad. Man, it made me so sad last week when we were concerned about where the hell you were and your voice came on during that. <laughs> it was just like, <laughs> crushed me. So, welcome back. Good to see you in person, Cobb. Um, this weekend, uh, in preparation of Meltdown, and just because I really love Five Alarm Funk, so does my girlfriend, we flew to Boise to see them. Uh, we left Saturday morning. And we were on a small plane that was half the seats were available. So we went by Mount Rainier, which because we were on a smaller plane and on that flight path, it was the closest to Rainier I've ever flown. And the plane had those external propellers. 
So yeah, it's it like a twin it, prop. It just yeah, it just yeah. looked cooler. A turbo prop or whatever. And so that it was a sweet flight. Um, you know, how close were you guys? Edibles in full effect as usual. Um, you fly Alaska? Yeah. Is that is that one of those uh, shorter flights where you get the free beer if you want? They they did offer that. Yeah. <laughs> what? Why is it free beer? Uh, just like when I flew to Montana, they're like, "Hey, it's like a shorter flight. Like you get a free beer." And then oh, when I flew awesome. to Boise, the same thing. Yeah, they did it when I flew into Santa Barbara as well. Oh, that's but it was rad. like, what time was our flight? Seven a.m. Seven a.m. And people, and they still did it, and people still took. Oh, them I, I would have been like, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, yeah strong IPA. <laughs> I had like three one to one CBD THC capsules. Like, <laughs> I made this. Yeah, I, I made a fun. Thing on my phone, uh, just messing around. It was kind of I I don't know. It's on it's on my Facebook. It was pretty funny, but I was super baked the whole flight and had a great time. And then I was like, "Is that right near?" And it was. And it was like I said, as close as I've ever seen. I was like, "We're too close. What the hell is going on?" The captain comes on and he's all like, "Yeah, we're we're able to fly really close to it because it's just where we're going. So enjoy the view." Did and he say that because you said out loud we're too close to it? No. Oh. No. <laughs> Did you say out loud? Is that Rainier? I don't know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> nice. Um, so on the flight back, it's like, nah, man, kill I'm usually I'm pretty loud on flights. I'm just having fun. Uh, His girlfriend's and, just nodding in the background. I mean, no offense, but on flights, <laughs> <laughs> dude, totally. Like, you just you're a loud talker. It's all right. <laughs> that just happens to be a confined space you're stuck in. Exactly. So, <laughs> so it's like I like to drink on flights. <laughs> yeah. Miles always says that ass, and I'm like, man, shut up. <laughs> yeah, that's super funny. So, um, yeah. So when I when I saw it, and I was like, I think that's Rainier. I just like ran up and went to my own row because there was a bunch of completely open rows, and took some pictures and just like checked it out. Uh, and it was, yeah, it was a great flight. So that was nice. fun. There, it was like an hour and a half or something like that. So super quick. And then we landed. And you gain an hour. Yeah. Right. Or right. Or one way you gain. Yeah. An so hour. we had like a full day in Boise, which is about all we needed. Um, but we did have a great time. <laughs> <laughs> it's a, it a cool town. It it's smaller than you. Sorry, Boise. It was a it was smaller than I Put expected. Put a fucking convenience store downtown. Jesus, uh, we were looking for like sunscreen and soda waters and like, yeah, there's no, there's a Jackson's like almost to the other side of the river and that we found later on, but it was. Is that that big truck stop one? There's one like kind of up on like a hill truck stop now. No, no, it's just headed towards the river right by which we went down to and we walked to the river, which was awesome. But yeah, we were looking for. Some, some just some random stuff that one convenience store could have helped us out with, and we ended up at Trader Joe's. Like, I know it's just missing Seattle. There's a corner store every block. Yeah, <laughs> it's very convenient. So, but other than that, it was a great town. We had a great time, uh, and we went down to. Well, first of all, the farmers market was going on right outside our hotel, which was pretty sweet to walk around. Uh, I'd say. I'm partial to Ballard, but I live there, so I like Ballard's a little bit better. But it was a sweet, sweet thing. It was right downtown. Ballard's right. is exceptionally good right. in your defense. Right. So it was it was really cool. And then we once we finally got our sunscreen and board shorts I had to find because I forgot mine. And then we went to 
the park, which was down on the river, and there's a, like, goddess fest going on. So there's a bunch of, like, booths with different crafts going on and food. That, that's where I had the pizza ice cream cone. All right. And so some food vendors, some clothes vendors, and a uh, music stage, and just kind of smaller little festival at a public park that you could bring the kids to. And so we checked that out for a little bit, and then we went down to the river, and there was like a little rock island that you could just walk to that nobody was on. It was like crazy that it was completely open right in the smack middle of downtown, and there's like a thousand plus people up in the park, and nobody's down at this awesome beach, like rock beach on the river. There's a bunch of like goose crap in the top of it, but um, you know the <laughs> the shores were fine. <laughs> So we had a good time there for a few hours, and people were all floating the river coming down. And you would think when I float Snoqualmie, there's a bunch of different places that people stop off at, and there wasn't any of that anywhere. It's It seemed like everybody just like kept going by. I thought people would be pulling off to have a beer or whatever. But like a little shotgun island or something? Yeah, yeah, it would have been perfect for that. But nobody, everyone just kept going. So it was a lot of fun swimming in the river, did some squats. My girlfriend was making fun of me for that, but I just, you know, saw a bunch of big rocks. I was like, hey, you could do them anywhere. It's kind of kind of fun. but Squats just, on a rock. Yeah. Trying to get that pump on. River squats. Why not? You know, you can do them anywhere. That's kind of what I say. Like, oh, you can, you can exercise when, when it works for you. I'm pretty busy. You just make time. You know, I do work for a gym, but I do a lot of just body weight stuff here and stuff like that. So it's fun to get those in and just spend a whole day on the river, in the sunshine, it was like 100 degrees. Uh, it was crazy because one time I got out of the river, and even though it was 100 degrees, I was freezing cold. And that was really just tripping me out. I could not get over I was just laughing at the fact that I was so goddamn cold in 100-degree weather. I'm like, I know it's 100 degrees out here. Why do I feel this way? I understand the water's cold, but now I'm out of the water. And it was a, it's a whole mental battle that I went through, but it was fun. So <laughs> then... Um, after that, we went uh, and got some food at, at uh, Ten Barrel Brewing Company. I think it was. Oh, nice! Uh, but they have a few locations, and yeah, had some had some good food there. And that was right by the venue. Then we went and saw Five Alarm Funk, and man, they're just so goddamn good. It was so fun. We stood right up front in front of Ricky Valentine again, and. Like I was saying last week with Taryn, if you're not following Ricky Valentine on Instagram and Facebook, like he's just got. Oh, Who is oh, he again? He plays cowbell and wears short shorts and changes costumes a bunch. And he also puts on a mask and becomes Reggie Ray. And he's it's a whole thing. And he has these stories on Instagram that just are these different plot lines with these characters that he's making up that he's developing while he's just sitting in the van driving for eight hours a day. You know, so he's just coming up with these different storylines about DJ Anitor and Ricky and Reggie's adventures and Ricky disfigured Reggie's face in a cleaning supply accident and now Reggie's taking him on a scuba trip. But, like, so yeah, so it's a, it's a whole thing. There's a bunch of drama. We're just having a great time talking about that. So check out Ricky Valentine on Instagram and Facebook because it's awesome. Um, so, yeah, that was uh, – then the show was just killer, but we had a great time and got to talk to all the guys. They were super stoked. We flew out from Seattle to see him and we've – seen them enough that they kind of know who we are and so we were all just talking about meltdown getting stoked and oh, cool so I spent a day on the river and then checked out five alarm funk like really just pre-funked for for meltdown as, what time as was your flight good back? as i could it was sunday like 
three or something. So we went oh, nice. down. So and, no rush in the morning. Yeah, we got some of those rental bikes and went down the green belt, down the river. And they had river surfing, which I'd never seen. Like, it's kind of like a man-made dam that was initially for a kayaking feature, a guy was saying. And then people figured out that it was just kind of like a dope wave that you could you go up on the side and then you jump on into the wave with your board underneath you. And you can just kind of like ride the wave for a while and then eventually it'll like kind of knock you off and you float down the river a little bit and gather yourself and swim out to the side and go up and do it again. And they're saying there's no rocks or anything that's super deep. No one's ever hit the bottom and it's it's safe and fun. And it was like... That's awesome. I've seen some guys on kayaks do that where they'll sit like right on the edge of that wave where there's, the gravity's pulling them backwards but the wave's pushing them forward. Yeah. And they can sit there like five, ten minutes. It was, it was really cool. And he said there was a spot in Bend, Oregon... But I don't know if there's anything around here. I put I posted on the KISW Facebook to ask if anyone knows of anything in Washington and wants to show me. I'd love to. It's <laughs> kind of wild just to think anybody in Idaho, a landlocked state, is yeah, surfing. Is surfing on the river, and and they were legit like bros in wetsuits and just the the talk and the dialect like they just sounded like bros in the middle of Boise <laughs> on a river. <laughs> it was really really weird and funny, but uh, yeah, it was super super rad and. The guy I was talking to was told me I think they put it in 2012 or something, and he's like, "It's really taken off." There's a whole scene, and I was like, "This is the one wave." He's like, "Yeah, like there's a whole scene around just this one That's wave on on the Boise River." <laughs> so, and there was literally a surf shop. There's a the, surf shop. Okay, that's what I was wondering. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So when I was Real, riding, the waves really pumping today. When I was riding my bike, because the day before we were looking for board shorts, and I was like, "Where the." F- where are you going to find board shorts in Boise unless you drive out to the suburbs and find a Ross? The surf shop should tell you be called The Wave. <laughs> the Wave, right? There's one. Yeah. And we got it. Get in here. Yeah. It was, it was really cool. Um, and so I saw the, surf, the sign for the surf shop as we're riding our bikes down the green belt. I'm like, what the f*** is that doing here? Um, and then I saw the, a bunch of people surfing in the river, and it's just like, what the hell? But, yeah, it's this man-made wave and the guy said it was originally built as a kayak feature but some people figured out you could surf on it and next thing you know there's like a legit surf shop right next door that's pretty cool so yeah it was cool it was a good good experience at the town but like i said i didn't i don't think i needed much more time to to get that done yeah i mean look i had a great time when i went down there but i went to a college football game but there's just like it it kind of Shocked me. I just thought it was going to be a bigger town. Not, not as, not the most exciting. There was Basque Street or something like that, or the Basque area that we hit after Five Alarm Funk that seemed to have a lot of bars and Basque with a K or Q U E. Q U E. Was it down yeah. by the stadium? Kind of. Yeah, I think that's where I was. Yeah, and so they had a, you know, it was a little. I mean, it's a college little town. Bar so there's got to be a strip. Yeah, so there's a little bar district that we kind of saw, and it was, you know, your usual whatever you'd see outside Capitol Hill. You know, divided by ten or something like that. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know the exact number, but it was cool. All right, nice. Uh, is it about that time? Boop, doop, doop, boop, boop. Cob topic. Cob topic. So obviously, I went missing last week. Nobody could find me. Confirmed. So that kind of got me thinking. Like, I don't know. Basically, just like, where is the last place on earth that people would look for you? So the cob topic this week. Uh, if you were to get lost, if you were to go missing, if you want, like, not, not like you're trying to hide, like behind, like a, you know, like in like a, a closet or behind a couch or something, but like, what's the last place that people would look for if you went missing? Feel free to email us, email thepodcast.com or hit us up on the Twitter machine. States or is this open to the world? 
dude, anywhere. Like, where's the last place? It just, but it can't be like, oh, I would hide like behind that like bush right there. You know what I mean? I don't know why. I just feel like some random country in South America. Someone with really harsh marijuana laws. Got one in mind? You need somebody that doesn't extradite first. Uruguay? Okay. Wow. Yeah, I would not expect you to be in Uruguay. Mm-hmm. It's supposed to be a pretty good country, too, for traveling. What about Panama? I've been to Panama. Not that... Uh, well, actually, you know... Is it one of the places that you for me. can escape to? Well, not anymore. Y- yeah, you could... I mean, you could go there, but it's like... I mean, Belize is the only one, I think, anymore that has the no extrad- extradition. Extradition treaty? Am I saying that right? But Yeah. Yeah, Belize. True. They don't extradite. Right. That's why... Uh, what's his name? was down there forever. McAfee. Yeah, McAfee. Oh. Yeah, that's been my go-to for years, but now I got to switch it up. Yeah, thanks, just Dad. Said it. Yeah. <laughs> well, I know Uruguay probably does. Yeah. Um, Uruguay has a funny food culture too. It's like a bunch of Europeans went over there. Some people think there was an influx of Nazis that actually. Yeah, went Northern there Argentina as well. Huh. Yeah, a lot of people. Well, some people. There's like a show all based around whether or not Hitler escaped to Argentina because yeah. The, um, the Nazis had like a bunch of stuff there. And I believe that like there was some discrepancy with whether or not the body was found by the Russians and whatever. And like they tried to dig it up and identify it, but it was like the jaw of a woman and whatever. I don't know. Now, is this somewhere that I would actually want to be or that I think would just be the best strategy to not be found? Well, I'll say this. Panama is not a place you want to be. That okay. country is just like it's like you put a ton of people in a place, but you develop no infrastructure. No building code, like nothing. It's just crazy. It's total chaos. It's like Toontown. That's what it's like. Because the U.S. came in, and obviously they wanted to build the canal. So they put in like a little bit of infrastructure and basically like built a few buildings, whatever. And the economy is just built up around like, you know, the canal and shipping and stuff. But there's no like, there's no rhyme or reason. I mean, yeah. I was there for I was there for a month. Is it worth visiting for that reason? Um, if you want to see like the church that Noriega was like hiding out in and the U S was like playing rock music to get him out and stuff like that's kind of cool. Um, the, actually the Panama canal is really cool, but, um, in that area, I would say Bocas del Toro is way better. It's like this, a little, uh, an Island or a chain of islands. I'm not sure. And then Costa Rica also liked too. And Colombia is really good. It's right. Striking distance there. Yeah. I've wanted to check out Costa Rica for a while. Yes. It's pretty cool. Costa Rica. Like I'm going to go to Colombia just because simply I have a buddy that lives down there. Oh, tight. Do you know what city? Bogota. Oh, okay. See, I didn't go even inland. I was just in uh, Cartagena, so All I right. got poisoned by the Empanada King. Empanada King. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he lives down there. I mean, he got engaged. Eventually, he's going to get married, but I think it's a good reason just to go check out Colombia. Yeah, Colombia's cool and way safer than you think Colombia, you think like narcos and stuff, but that's really more Venezuela now. You know, Colombia is Mexico. Like reasonable. Yeah, of course. Right. And like he said, he's like, the Colombians look down upon it now right. because, you know, like- you know, I watched all of Narcos. You forget, like, the second half of that story where he stopped building stuff for people. and They just – it was terrorism. Yeah, they started bombing everything. They started bombing everything, every every government – like, right, every official, this and that. Yeah, it's so crazy that, like, one man had more power than the entire government. I mean, he brought a government to its knees. It's insane. I mean, that's pretty much He the, built his own prison. But I'm saying that's pretty much what El Chapo was doing in Mexico or – Yeah, that's true. Now, but but that at, at least was, like, within his, like, state or couple of states – or like this, I guess by virtue of Colombia being smaller, it seems more bigger to me. You know what I mean? Like his power seems bigger, relatively speaking. But yeah, I mean, you're right. It's essentially the same thing. Yeah. It's crazy. Dude, it is crazy. That whole, like, just the whole narco world is wild, man. Like El Chapo was all about that tunneling stuff. So yeah. do you remember, dude, when we were at Burning Man, I went off one day and I was like running around with like, I, 
I think I told you I was on like those weird like swinging bridges or something. Like I don't know. I was gone all day. I came back and I made some friends. And one of them was a t- um, a horizontal tunneling engineer. So what he does is like, <coughs> they they dig tunnels for like fiber optic cable or plumbing or whatever. And basically, it's similar to how you dig an oil well. So you know you like put one pipe on screw it down and then you attach another section, push it down, attach another section. Well, they can do the same thing horizontally and they have this little um, little joystick that they can guide this pipe and every time they, they push it and kind of turn it. It's like the, the front of it almost looks like one of those old school harpoons that's a wedge on one side and flat on the other. You know what I'm talking about? It's like half of a, well, it's like, a, it's like half of a, um, an obtuse triangle. You know the shape I'm talking about, Ted, or no? I, you know, like a yeah. harpoon? Right. Yeah. Okay, so it's like that. So they push it, and then it, like, it, so that pushes it off the side, and then they turn the head. They can rotate the head and push it. And, and basically, it drags it back out? Well, basically, so the only thing that's important is they can stay within, like, a four-inch radius and go wherever they want. So they can tunnel. That's how they tunneled in underneath El Chapo in that prison. Yeah. And then, so anyway, so he was saying that his contract that he just got done with was a bunch of Mexican businessmen in the border towns of Mexico had called them in to teach them about horizontal drivel, <laughs> tunneling for uh, some wells and fiber optic they were putting in. Yeah. And he was like, yeah, I was down there for eight months. Like, Yeah, those aren't, those aren't fiber optic. <laughs> yeah, exactly, dude. But yeah, it's pretty crazy. So like, he was down there with a bunch of the drills and stuff, like showing them how to do that. So they can just run those tunnels now and like... I mean, they can dig those holes fast. So they dig all the way through, and they push like slurry that, through from the other side. And, like it's a hole. Yeah, I mean that's what that stuff still goes on. I mean, there's that dude in France who just had a helicopter pick him up. Dude, yeah, what was like that all about? I, I saw just the headline. I mean, it's like a movie. Like there's one spot in the yard he could be where the helicopter could land, and they flew in, they landed there, and they got him. And he escaped. Yeah, they don't know where he is. I don't think they've caught him yet. Whoa. Is this a French drug lord or something? Uh, no, he's just like a like a heist guy, like a, like a movie star kind of like like high end heist and this and that. So, I mean, they <sighs> planned it out forever. They said like they flew a drone over it like months beforehand, so everybody kind of forgot that the drone had even been there. And then there was some there was some distraction with the guard. Somehow he got a weapon, and then yeah, basically they ran to the center of the yard, landed the helicopter, and the helicopter pilot had no idea. They rented it, put a gun to his head, and were like, "You're landing it in that prison." Oh, the helicopter guard? Oh. Yeah, he had no idea either. Dude, so... I mean, so, the, in the Narcos world... Sorry, we gotta go. But in the Narcos world, this stuff still goes on. Oh, that's do we, are we... Oh, okay. Uh, all right. So we're off next week. We'll be back the week after that. Hopefully Kyle will still be in town. Yeah, next four weeks. All right, nice. So we got all that. Uh, if you see us a meltdown, we'll say hello. If you see us on the river, hopefully it's not too cold. <sighs> we'll worry about that weather. All right, there you go. There's episode 229 for MCTP. For Cobb, I'm Lee Ted Smith. This is the podcast. Cheers. <laughs>